Well, you know, this kind of feels like homecoming. It's just great, and for obviously so many reasons. First of all, because it's October, and it's crisp, and it's lovely, and I think this is one of the nicest temperatures we've had for a mass out on our front lawn. Uh, but also, it feels like homecoming because we are so well represented with all of our student classes up here right behind me. We have two students from our Sacred Heart Catholic School. In fact, we have the president of the Student Government Association sitting behind me, President Tony Frank, and I will salute him in a minute when I turn around. Uh, we also have Patrick, who is from our faith formation class. We have two of our high school students. We have Cameron, who is back from the University of Dayton. And we also have Darren, who is back from Mount St. Mary's of the West, our seminarian. We have all of our classes accounted for, and they are present, and I am happy. And it's so good to have everybody here at this Mass as we celebrate the Feast of St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. Obviously, it's a little bit later for us to celebrate our feast than we were originally intending. Uh, we hope to have the fireworks and outdoor mass and everything back in June. But once again, I think the weather's better right now anyway. And, you know, there were just some other plans along the way. But I'll tell you with that whole idea of it being like homecoming, the thing that it sort of strikes me, and especially as we listen to our Lord's words tonight, about not being afraid and continuing on, Right. Regardless of what may be ahead of us, that ultimately we know that what we're striving for all the time is on towards heaven. In fact, I'm going to ask the president of the Student Government Association, Tony, what are we supposed to be? Saints. He got it right, by the way. You can't hear him. He doesn't have a mic in front of him. Saints. We're called to be saints. And what does that mean? It means that we're called to be with Margaret Mary Alacoque and all of the saints in heaven. In fact, just so you know, the little wooden thing right in front of the cross on my side at the altar is a little reliquary actually made by our very own Eric Lawler. And it's uh, inside of that reliquary is a relic of St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, who our Lord appeared to back in the 17th century and told her that he wanted her to spread devotion to his sacred heart throughout the whole world, to let the whole world know that he loves us, that at the very center of his being, at his very core, his heart is on fire with love for us. And so no matter what the struggles or the temptations or the difficulties are that are out there, we know that God himself wants us to continue on, wants us to not be afraid wants us to move on in everything that he's calling us to do. And I like the homecoming analogy because when you think about it with, with a homecoming game, it's not just the players on the field that make the whole homecoming experience, right? They're important, but you have to have everybody. You have to have the cheerleaders on the side. You have to have the statisticians. You have to have the guys and gals who run back and forth with the equipment. You have to have the students in the stands. You have to have the fans in the stands who have been coming for a long time and who remember the days way back when when they were the players and the statisticians and the cheerleaders. It takes everybody together, and that is really distracting. Like I'm losing my train of thought as the feedback is going. And you have to have the guy who fixed the microphone so it can continue on without the guy who's talking completely losing his train of thought. Michael, you're a gem. I appreciate that very much. So we know that it takes everybody working together and not everyone is 
the quarterback or the tight end or the cheerleader or this, the microphone guy, right? Everybody working together, doing it sometimes in a different way, but focused on the same goal of winning ultimately. And what is our winning? It's not just not getting hurt in the game. It's not just avoiding all difficulties along the way. It's moving on towards heaven. It's becoming saints. And the beautiful thing for us, and that we see on this day, as our Lord revealed to a religious sister in the 17th century, and we continue to know about that revelation to this very day, is that our God is in love with us, to the point that he's willing to stay right in our midst with us all the time. And of course, we have to do our part to keep coming to him, that whatever our part may be. And of course, right now, it looks a little bit different for a lot of different people. Some of us are compromised and not able to come, and therefore, we reach out to you via camera. And in fact, some people are looking in from far away. I mean, I love it when I look sometimes on the Facebook feed, and there's someone that says, watching from Alaska, or watching from New Mexico, or watching from England, which is great. I mean, we're even going across the ocean. And that's incredible. Not everyone, unfortunately, has the, you know, great gift of being able to actually be here for homecoming, right? To actually be here on site. And yet, that love of Christ continues to go out and reach to them, too. Some of us are able to come here throughout the week to be inside. Some of us are only able right now to come outside when we have the outside masses. Regardless, Jesus Christ is with us. And so, ultimately, what has to happen is that those sacraments continue on, that he continues to lift us up to help us to do exactly what he's telling us to do in this gospel tonight. Don't be hypocrites. Don't be people that are settled with just kind of either mediocrity or falling into sin or allowing themselves to be separated from the true source of our ultimate happiness. And that is life eternal with Jesus Christ. He's done everything to come to us, become, becoming one of us in the incarnation, living for us throughout his whole life in public ministry, going, going and entering into his passion, dying for us on the cross. And as I said today during the funeral for Mr. Gregory Ferguson, who's now laid to rest in our cemetery, the good news for us is that not even the grave can hold the love of Christ. He bursts it open. And therefore, we don't even have to fear death itself. That ultimately, the only thing that we have to fear, the only thing that we ultimately have to have an overabundance of caution in regards to, is sin. Because that is what separates us from the love of Christ. The love that will not be overcome. Now, in the same way that I wouldn't say like, oh, the love of Christ is there. Don't wear your seatbelts when you go home tonight. You're going to be fine. No, we take appropriate precautions, right? We know that there are things that we must do in this life to have moderate safety. And yet, our ultimate goal is not just infinite safety as far as avoiding all risk. What we have to strive to do, wherever we are, whether we're watching from home, watching from the lawn, or whether we're able to come inside, whether, whatever we're able to do in this day and age that is telling us so much to be afraid is to remember that God loves us. And he continues to tell us that by giving us the sacraments. Continue, my brothers and sisters in Christ, to come to them, right? 
to come to him with all you've got, to make sure that every single day you're striving to root out in your heart whatever it may be that could separate you from him. Because ultimately, the good news for us is that he's here. As he said once again, are not five sparrows sold for two small coins? Yet not one of them has escaped the notice of God. Even the hairs of your head have all been counted. Do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. The trouble is, I think in this day and age, is it's so easy to forget that. It's so easy to forget that God loves us. And so easy to just think, yeah, that's a nice thought. That's a nice sentiment. Way to go. It's a Hallmark card. Wonderful. But the thing is, it's real. It's the ultimate truth. There's really nothing more true than that. And he tells us that very fact by the fact that this church is even here. That it exists. That we celebrate today the memory of a, of a nun who lived a little over 300 years ago in France. And was told, let everyone know that I love them. We need to be reminded because we have hard hearts. We're forgetful. Sometimes when we run out there for homecoming, we think, gosh, the other team, they're big, they're grisly, they're going to take us over. But the good news is, God is on our side. And because he's with us, because he loves us, we don't need to be afraid. My brothers and sisters in Christ, how blessed we are to be in a parish named for the sacred heart especially in this particular time in which fear is all around us and crisis and craziness and all of this, nevertheless, Jesus Christ continues to love you and to love me. There have been a lot of things that have happened since 1690 when Margaret Mary Alacoque died. Many times that I'm sure people have thought, well, this is it, this is the end. First and foremost, the French Revolution. I mean, my goodness, she was in France. I mean, not a, lo a lot of crazy things have happened, and yet, what continues on? The Eucharist. What continues on? Confession. What continues on is the grace of God is accessible to you and to me. So no matter how loud the other team's cheerleaders scream, no matter how big and bulky, and bulky the other team may look, right? No matter how terrified we may be by all sorts of noise and craziness, do not forget this fact. The Son of God, the Messiah, Jesus Christ himself, tells us today and every day, do not be afraid. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.